Hello and welcome back to the A340 podcast. We're still, unfortunately, in the uh, the bootleg studio, so <laughs> it's uh, still a bit dodgy, but we're doing our best. My name is Alex Catalano. Alex Miller joins me as always. Good gents. It's been, been a long morning this morning, but we're here, finally. <laughs> we got in eventually. Yes, Alex Doherty, chowing down. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a quick through... My, my sandwich. <laughs> got, to get, got to get through my sandwich. <laughs> got to get through my sandwich. We're all in a bit of a rush today, it looks like. Makes um, sense, doesn't it? Shut up. It does make sense. <laughs> we are rushing towards the end of the season as well. There's only five rounds, five games left to go for everybody. Mm. The Cats, not the Cats, the Tigers and the Bombers, we're flying high. Four we wins are. in a row. The Dogs, unfortunately, went down to the Saints this week. Shit out. <laughs> Absolutely shit out. Doc wasn't happy. No, dude. Um, he had a few choice things to say in both the group chat and on the Bulldog Centre. Yeah, man, man wasn't happy, but that's no. to be expected. All, all I can say is that there are, there are quite a few people who should be sweating for a spot and selection this week. There you go. And there'd be three quarters of them who don't deserve their paycheck. How good was it, mate, to see Riley West get uh, get his debut? He's going to be playing this weekend. Been a long time coming, I say. I say. Watched, went to the VFL before the um, Bulldogs and Kilda game. He would absolutely tore it up in the middle. Just so clean in in congestion. He's got great skills, the kid. But, great um, skills. We're not here to talk about the Bulldogs. No, we'll quickly go through a few <laughs> nah, games from last week. <laughs> yes. Pretty sloppy round all round, but there were a few good ones that stood out to us. The Crows and the Dons on Friday night. Obviously very close to my heart. And what a game it very was. Very happy boy, won't you, Kat? I didn't expect us to win, even though I tipped us. So uh, I actually managed to finish... This round, I got six tips and you boys got five this week. Yeah, good on you. I actually won around the tipping. Still about. I think 50. maybe for yeah, the first time this year. Yeah, he's still about. He's still about like 20, 20 tips ahead, uh, behind. That's all right. But uh, that's one. I'm not going to finish who, last. Who time, impressed but. you, Cat? Speaking of the game on Friday night for your mob. Um, look, there were a lot of a lot of great performers on Friday night. Um, I want to talk about it in depth later, but Zach Merritt was excellent. Every time he touched the footy was gold. Mitch Brown kicked four, had 23 touches. The man just worked up and down the ground. I don't think we have a player who runs quite as much as he does. How important is he to the structure of the Dons right now? Oh, I think our forward line, you know, looks different when he's not there. It's just, you know, if our entries are shit, you know, there's nothing to make up for it. But when Brown's there, he can just work forward and he makes everything his own. Um, so he did really well. Marty Gleeson had another good game as well, I thought. Um, I definitely like the look of Mason Redmond. Yeah, Redmond was Redmond was very nice. While I was there in patches, probably not amazing, but McKenna was also really impressive. I've got, got, well. got to ask about uh, Tipper. Mm. He's out of contract, and there's a few Victorian clubs circling. That's <sighs> what I've been hearing all week. <laughs> he, and, and he's uh, just recently put off uh, contract tours towards the end of the season. That's mm. always a good omen for um, players who uh, want to leave. Mm. What, 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 where do you see him at? I think he loves the Bombers, and I don't think he'll go anywhere. I think he might just be trying to, you know, extend his financials a little bit here, get a bit of a better deal, because I don't think we've signed him on another deal since 2016, so I think we just extended that contract. So, yeah, he'd be looking for a for a probably high pay rise. I want to ask you about one player who was really important, Dylan Clark. Mm. Mm-hmm. What he did to Rory Sloan... The tag of the century. We know that Rory does not handle a tag well at all. Doesn't he, doesn't, doesn't he love one? He does not like it at all. He, uh, Rory had the 20 touches, but only at 65%. And mm-hmm. most of his uh, work was in the middle and uh, on the back flank. So they weren't incredibly impressive. Yeah. But Dylan Clark had 9, of his own. Uh, he's just come out of nowhere, this kid. He has. I love Dylan. He's a, he's a good boy. He's a, great, he's a great kid, great player. And I love the tagging that he's been doing pretty much since he's come into the side. And the thing is as well, he's, he's still only 20. 
and yeah. he's still very early he's into body maturity for his age. So. Rising star on. He should be best twenty two for the rest of his career. I think he right. will, and if he keeps putting on muscle and weight, which you need to do as a tagger mm. to be an inside mid, which he seems like he's going to be like. Yeah, mm. it's very um, interesting to me that Wush has finally decided to employ a full time tagger. Hmm. Where we haven't really done any tagging since he's been in the top job. Since Ryan Crowley was there. <laughs> but I think for all of all of, all of I, six months. I think for Dylan Clark's tagging role, he also wins the ball and mm. those are very hard commodities to find. We saw Levi Granville was one of the best couple of years ago at North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. But um, in the current day and age there's no besides Matt the ball, there's no real out and out tagger. So yeah. if you find the ability, especially as like we talked about contested possession, he has been a great revelation. Mm. There are a few Crows boys I would like to say that did pretty Pretty, pretty amazingly, given that the game wasn't fantastic for them. Yep. Riley O'Brien took a lot of advantage of us not really having a true Ruckman in. He had 27 touches and 39 hitouts. I reckon he was their most influential player at halftime, mm-hmm. Riley O'Brien, Sp- specifically when the Crows were up and about. Uh, he just, yeah, dominated ev- He just dominated everywhere. <laughs> and when he went off, you saw the impact. The yeah. Kid, yeah, the kid was having, like, clearance work along the lines of, you know, what Grundy does for the pies. And I'm not amazing. quite sure Riley O'Brien's a bit of a kid. No, he is a bit older. I think he's about 21, 22 now. I think he's older than He's 23. Oh, 23. 23. I thought he was older than that. But might, might have been Keith, I'm thinking about. I yeah. think the thing is with him is that from that first Shane kicked on goal, ever since then, it's just improvement. And mm. every time every time he touches the ball, he just looks like he's getting better. So He's dangerous. When he came off of his stint on the bench, the Bombers took over the game, yeah. which just is yeah. a matter of the fact, like you said, Doc, he's so important. But Brody Smith forward, boys. Yeah, he just he did. He had his way with us. I'll yeah. be honest. Yeah, he, I he, thought he was going to win them the game at halftime. Is he still the best kick in the comp? One of the best. Yeah, I, he's probably off the boot. I, I think Him so. suckling. No, oh, don't, don't talk yeah. to me about suckling this week. Um, he was. He, oh, he was woeful. Corey Ellis. <laughs> Corey. Maybe not, maybe not Corey. Um, yeah, no. Brady don't you, Smith. Don't you dare talk to me about three that goals won, thirty-one touches. The man just kind of did whatever he wanted around the ball. Uh, also, six inside fifties, one rebound fifty. 604 metres gained. The man is a movement machine. Hmm. He just gets the ball going places. I want, to, I want to talk to you guys about a few of the senior crows in particular that didn't really have big games here. Mm. Uh, Eddie Betts didn't register a goal. Uh, Taylor... Eddie never plays well against us. We always... Um, so I'd expertly, though. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie just seems to be having an off-season. I reckon, I reckon his time's nearly up. Yeah, the only real flashes he's had have kind of been in games where the Crows have, you know, sort of smashed their opposition. Yeah. yeah. That game against the Suns in the middle of the year. They all thought he was going to, well, last week. And also last yeah. week. Yeah, I think he kicked six on the Suns earlier in the year, and then he mm. kicked six on them again last yeah. week. All right. just uh, going around on the easy beats, Eddie. <laughs> Bit of a downhill skier here already. Mm. Uh, Taylor Walker kicked the goal, but was virtually unsighted after halftime. No, a few of their boys were, you know, looking at the stats, you see, like, Matt Crouch. He had 33, but I think a lot of those were first half. Mm. I didn't see him much in the second yeah. half at all. 20, 22 of those uh, 33 disposals were handballs. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alice Keith, who's been important, integral part of that backline this year, was kept relatively quiet as well. Did, only had the six marks and 11 touches, but mm-hmm. you feel like he didn't really have an influence on the game. But... The one guy I want to ask you about before we get on to our next game, boys, is Hugh Greenwood out of contract. Where does he sit coming into next year? Heard not, Nad- he's, not in Adelaide. Heard rumours the Hawks are looking at him. Um, he's a very good player. We know he's got the athletic ability, former basketballer. Yes. I think there's going to be a few players that are going to be uh, getting out of Adelaide uh, this year. Mm. They, 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 they just seem to be all over the shop. Well, I think a few of the younger guys that yeah maybe can't see this as being the team that they're going to win a premiership in. I'd, if I'm Wayne Miller, I'm asking around to a few clubs, seeing if anyone's interested. I think he'd have 
the fifth he's well, suit is gone. Well, Hugh is still only 50 games in his career, but despite mm. that, he is 27, obviously, a later bloomer. But he's 191 centimetres, 92 kegs. So he's a good build for the modern-day midfielder slash forward. So it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a good fit for um, a, a walk-in premiership contender right now. 100% agree with that. Luke Brown's had a few question marks over him in the past few years as to whether he might come to Victoria. Come don't to the pies, don't write Luke Brown at all. Sorry about that. He had a good game on Friday. He, he played well on Friday night, but in general. And, uh, <laughs> what, what, what about Carl <laughs> Hardigan? You rate right, you right, you right, uh, Luke Brown higher than Carl Hardigan? Look, it wouldn't be hard, so yes. <laughs> Gun to your head, Kyle Cheney or Hardigan? Oh, Kyle Cheney. Kyle Cheney's <laughs> a good player. Easy. He's, he's a good player. Yeah, he was alright. He was alright. Now let's talk. Let's talk Gabba, boys. Ooh, yeah, this let's is, fly over. I reckon this was one. Of, this was arguably the game of the round. Obviously, a very controversial decision at the end with Oscar McInerney going down like a sack of spuds mm. and getting the the Lions a very late goal to oh, kind of help them to victory. I will say this: I'm a huge Big O fan. Me too. But mm. that deserved an Academy Award for Best Actor. I don't think he actually staged it though. I just think it's. Body no, contact. We, we were talking about this off air, yeah. He just he wasn't a, expecting. He's a big lanky boy and doesn't have a very but low centre of gravity. Good kick and a good uh, goal. I mean I mean, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. It has it has some merit because I think as footballers you are prone to uh those sort of uh, moments. Yeah. But, if you talk about Academy Awards, Dane Zorka, if you might have seen Doc had a couple of uh, interesting stages for getting trying to get a couple of free kicks. I didn't yeah. see it but I did hear about it. Him and Josh Simkin were sort of going at it all night. Um like a, yeah, hammer and tongue now, sort of, you know. But Sean Higgins, boys, uh, he's good to have him back, isn't it, for North? Yeah, I mean, I think North kind of, well, North have been winning games, but I think they really need him in that team if they want to go forward. 27 disposals, uh, 18 of them were kicks, 9 marks, 4 clearances, kicked a lovely snag. Where does he sit lovely. at now, Doc? Obviously, you know him sort of well, former dog. He's 31 now. He's, yeah. Jesus, I wouldn't have known that. That's he's what... played, yeah, well, he lost a couple of years, obviously, with his injuries. Yeah. He's played 215 games, a goal a game. Interestingly, <laughs> which is pretty incredible. Um, it was a top pick. It, where does he sit in the next couple of years? Does he stay with North? Oh, I'd, I'd say he'd say, I'd say he'd finish his career with North. I, I think he's he's done such a good job for them, getting North back up to I don't know some form of relevancy. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I, I think he's I think he's shown a lot, specifically in the last twenty four months, that I think he's going to be uh, finishing his career at North, whether, whether or not. Uh, when when, is he, when is he out of contract? Do you know? Do we know? I'm not 100 percent sure. It might be the end of next season, 2021. Mm. I'm pretty sure. That's going to be uh, will be very interesting to see where he lands at the end of at the end of contract. If North want to rebuild, then they might they could look at shipping him off for maybe a younger player or or, or a draft pick. Well, they could pin even if they are rebuild. I'm sure Sean would be in a position to negotiate maybe a two year extension or something yeah. like that. But he'll keep him around. He's too classy. To it's almost yeah. yeah, a bit like Travis Bark. The latter age, they've just played a lot better. Great yeah. to see. Yeah, I, I, he deserves it as well because some of his stuff when he was at the Bulldogs was um, top not top mm. shelf, and we were quite. I've, I'm quite disappointed to not see him live up to it, like his potential yeah. when he was when he was a Bulldog. Now, I want to ask you both about a couple of boys real quick. Cam yeah. Rayner had the six touches and two behinds. Does he need a little bit of a rest, maybe? To get I think he's needed a rest in the knee all year. Give him a week or two. Get a bit of form back? Yeah. A bit of confidence. I don't know. He just doesn't look like he's attacking the ball as aggressively as he could, which yeah. I thought was a really strong part of his game style for most of last year. He looked like, you know, this was the kid that was taking number one for a reason. Yeah. But this year, I don't know. Dropped off a little bit on that front. Dep- depends what his role is. Is he, is he playing more as a, fo- a stay-at-home forward he's, now? Or he's playing quite deep. Half, yeah, forward pocket kind of moving up to the flank a little bit. I've seen him in the games I've seen. He's played quite deep. But mm. I, I agree, Kat. He should be playing probably a bit higher up and whatnot. But 
It, yeah, I think he should maybe, maybe there's a spin on the wing, maybe, or... I mean, Rainer's not a player that you want the ball to go to, you want him to come to the ball. Yeah. I think he works better that way. And we, we know, obviously, we saw last year how good he is, and second-year blues is a thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it could be instant of that, but, you know, Eric Hipwood as well, boys, had a quiet one, but obviously coming off an injury. Yes. Probably shouldn't have played at all. Uh, he'll work his way back into form, into some form. He will. A man who I will say, if he's been playing like his past month all year, he would have been all Australian easily. Jared Lyons. Yeah. yeah. Two goals, thirty disposals. The man is 13, a machine. Thirteen clearances as well. Thirteen clearances. He, he's been a man on a mission. Thirteen clearances, it? four inside fifties, three rebound fifties. Yeah. He's just he's man ridiculous. On, man, on, man on a mission at the moment, Jared Lyons. And uh, what's he, the difference between? His last year and this year. I think, well, he was good last year. We know how good he was at the Suns. But I he think, was serviceable at the Suns. He probably oh, he averaged was, about 25 or so. His back half of the year was extraordinary, I thought. Yeah. Well, he, he found, he, he found himself in and out of that team a, yeah. a bit it last just year. consistently. And it's, an, it's a new setup at Brisbane, and it's a winning culture, and it's an exciting culture to center around at the moment, which we... I think this... So, so, something the Gold Coast, I was clearly know nothing no. about. Poor Stewie. Jared Lyons can legitimately be an A-grade midfielder yeah. if he keeps this form into next year. I, th- I think we I think we've been saying that all of uh, last year when he got picked up. Mm. Like he was going to be a great addition to Brisbane along with Lockie Neal. Yeah. So I think I reckon those two have covered the loss of Dane Bean perfectly. I still think there's, there's a couple of boys. Obviously, Daniel Rich boys and his two on earth was great. Kicked a lovely, important snag. Even better was the uh, the build up to oh. it on the line. The Lions insta so much love for Daniel. Did it's... you boys see Dane Zorko dressed yes. up? Yes, I did. <laughs> that is an absolute pisser. But it's, that, it's that great. was good. It's great for Richie because like we talked about the other week, he's been through thick and thin with that club. Mm. He's seen the highs and lows. It's the longest serving player on their list at the moment. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's just two more guys I'd like to talk about real quick. I want to talk about Darcy Gardner, a man who doesn't get a lot of credit. But he, he? He's playing his 100th this week. He's only 23 still. He's been he's one of a senior a senior player now in that sort of team. Uh, how important is he to their structure? I, I think I think he's a lot more important than he's more important than what people realise. Yeah. He's a he's a third man up kind of defender. And um, it, that, you know he's not gonna he's not gonna win his own ball. It's it's kind it's kind of like what Dale Morris is to the dogs. Yeah, just just he just uh, wins the wins the important contests in the air. And they're both strong individuals one on one. Like you, you'd they be are happy seeing Darcy or Dale for that fact. Well, um, will Gardner struggle this week with Harris Andrews out? Maybe having to, having to play a one on one role. Uh, a bit bit tough. But we saw last year where Harris missed a lot of games through injury. He's still only twenty three. Yeah. So I just yeah. think it's incredible. He's he's been. Great player. Who do the Lions play next week? The Hawks. Hawks. In Tassie. Surely Josh Walker comes in then for Andrews. Yeah. Just for a bit you of hype. So. Uh, I think so. Th- I don't think Br- uh, Brisbane have got too much to worry about in terms of their kid. No, the Hawks are on. Uh, apart from Mitch Lewis, who's been playing some fine footy. And yes. the last guy I want to talk about, boys. Mm. Um, Alan Christensen. Now, when the third quarter was up for grabs, he was very, very, very influential. He kept the three goals. Yes. Only 11 touches, and, but the five tackles. It, it's good to see him sort of get some continuity back after a lot of injuries since coming back from Geelong. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Christensen's been a very underwhelming recruit since he crossed over from Geelong. I don't know why. I think been so many issues about Christensen, injuries and personal problems as well. So I think with Christensen now, I think he's got all that behind him now. He's, he's I think he's been injury-free now for a while. I think it's good to see, yeah, like you said, good to see him get a bit of continuity back in his game, Christensen. Yeah, three, three snags. We we know we know his best football at Geelong was yeah. very was very very, very dangerous, good, very good. and I think given that he's playing for a really a top four team at the moment in Brisbane, can't believe we're saying that, <laughs> but um he's, he's playing for a top four team now. I think he's going to thrive heading mm. into September. Absolutely. 
So I it's think... it's really interesting because I don't know. I'm just looking at this Lions list, and you think about the young team, but they've got really good experience of heads around them. We mentioned before Steph Martin. Mm, I think that's the difference between the Lions and other young teams is that they have those experienced heads in the right places. And, like, not even experienced heads, but, like, people like Lincoln McCarthy, who's only 25, but he's almost mm. played 50 games. It makes a difference to the guys like McCluggage and uh, Rayner and some of the guys who haven't played as much senior footy. Mitch Robinson. Mitch Robinson. We've talked about him, Doc. He's just improved massively. Ma- Marcus Adams isn't a, you know, hasn't played many games, but he's another, you know, mature-age player. I think he's in, into his mid-20s now. Yeah, 26 now. And yep. Still only 30 games. So there's a lot of footy ahead of a lot of good players at Brisbane. And they will be a force to be reckoned with, boys, I think, for the next three to five years. Come finals time this year, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. They're going to be an exciting team to watch in September, I reckon. <laughs> a home final at the Gabba for them, week one. They're top two be, at the moment. would be absolutely ludicrous. They're top two in Brisbane. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. You, you <laughs> literally it. would not believe well, it. Well, call it, mate. Gabba's a fortress. I told you, they've lost one game this year, though. They're like, what did, they, what did I say, nine and one? or mm, nine yeah, and So, one. incredible stuff, but... Matty Lloyd and Ken Coyne said in uh, October last year, early October mm. boys, that Brisbane were no chance at all to them. make the eight, let alone the ten. And it's not just great. Just, everyone, just, go, just goes to show how, uh, the boffins who run the media <laughs> department in the AFL have no idea what they're talking I think it's about. just a great footy story. It like, is. I think everyone's happy as well. Like, even if you're not a supporter of the Lions, it's just great to see them. Yeah, I mean, I mean you've, had, you've had to have felt sorry for Brisbane over the last decade mm. because they've, just, they've had players leave, they've had results go horribly wrong. Uh, so many change of coaches. Mm. It's um, it's good to see Brisbane actually playing some good footy, and they're back. They're back to you know, their their best. They're back to their best. I'm a bit hungry, Cat. I know you are, mate. You've been talking <laughs> about food all morning. But he's still. Do you want to pull out the frying pan, mate? Yes, if you wouldn't mind. Chuck a bit of oil in it. Crack he, a few eggs. He's still hungry, this man. Well, we've got our eggs once again this week. We're going into the frying pan, and I will fry one particular man this week. It's not a player. It's a coach. Shit. <laughs> a man by the name of Stewie Jew. Yes. Ooh, I yes. want to give Stewie a bit of a fry this week. Ooh, good, okay. good. Um, for messing with the Suns' backline structure just a bit too much. Now, we were talking about the Suns the other week and how they've kind of been, Stewie's kind of been throwing players all over the place. And Jackie Lukosius is currently playing in the backline for some absurd reason. Um, I know they do miss, they miss Sammy, not, uh, yeah, yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam Collins. Collins. Sam and Rory Thompson down there, obviously. But they still have a few tall guys. Sam Day's playing forward, and Lukosius is in the back line. Why the fuck isn't Sam Day on the on centre half back? It's interesting. I, I don't. I, you know, I'm with you. I don't understand why Jack Lukosius is playing back. I've I've been saying it now since they played St Kilda in Townsville, when he matched on some bloke called Brandon White. Uh, <laughs> How, how, how the hell how the hell is this possible? Why do you insist on playing a you know, key forward kind of player? Hmm. He's a key forward, knows how to play forward line. Play him as a play him as like a back pocket kind of player. But, but just some more silly decisions from Stewie. Jack Homsch playing as a one on one defender. That is not his role. He's a third up. Homsch does not play as a one on one. He no. was getting outmarked everywhere against the Blues. Is that just comes back to cattle though that they've got at the moment? I don't think so. I think. If you look at what they've got available, they can easily have a backline of um, Harbrow, Day, Ballard, Joyce. Um, uh, who am I missing? Homsch. Homsch and. Um, well, that spot's sort of up for grabs. Corey Ellis, maybe. Um, that's like, yeah, <laughs> Corey, Corey Ellis on the half backline, maybe. Yeah. I think they can still have a decent backline, but 
I don't know. Stewie's messing with it. Lukosius doesn't what, belong what, down there. What I want to know is why why they're not playing Ben King as a full back and instead of a full forward where he's punching his own teammates. <laughs> King was doing a right forward on the weekend. Yeah, King looks more dangerous. King right and um than anyone I think. Yeah, King and right are good. He, I think he's their tallest player and he, and he can play key back. And, I, and I'm not saying play him full yeah, back no, per- I agree. permanently. Just put him there as a bit of a patch up job. I, I think Lukosius though, back to your thing, Doc, is that they're, maybe they're just trying to get him to learn a bit more of the AFL forward craft because he does know how to play forward no doubt about that and he's good leading patterns but maybe Stewie's just not confident at the but that's a good egg I don't know Stewie just needs to get his shit together and <laughs> plays back line the way they're meant to be played I would love to see Stuart Drew play Lukosius more of a wing position I think I'd say I'd love to see Stewie Drew play <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't mind him <laughs> wouldn't mind him pulling on the pulling the jump one more time seeing, seeing what he can produce well that's, that's a good egg I like that alright Doc who's hard boiled uh, my hard boiled this week goes to a GWS player by the name of Tim Taranto Timmy I've absolutely enjoyed watching his form over the last not even not even this year but the year before he had a, he had a really great year averaged 20 disposals in his uh, in his second year as a giant and 6 tackles mm-hmm. uh, this year he's amped up his game to a whole new level 3rd year player averaging 28 touches a game That's it's enormous numbers from him and he's also averaging uh, 5.2 clearances and 6.7 tackles a game. So his work in the stoppages is instrumental. Had a big one against the Pies? I think he did. I've just got to scroll down here. Yeah, 31 touches, uh, 14 tackles against the Pies. Uh, 14. And, and six clearances. He loves it in an, in an under stuff. He's a, body contract. He's, he's, a, he's, a hard, he's, a, he's a real hard bull, Tim Taranto. And I think he's already shown why GWS was so keen to pick him up. Mm. Do you think he's thrived because of Ward and Kelly missing a bit of footy this year? I think that I think that co- uh, contributes a bit more responsibility. Mm. Yeah, I think, so. him and Hopper. W- Ward is arguably their their most important midfielder. Yeah. Uh, who was the other one you just said? Uh, Josh Kelly's missed a bit of footy. Yeah, uh, Josh Kelly. I'd probably, yeah, Josh Kelly's more of an outsider. But but he, but, mean, but, he but he's a two way midfielder. The opportunity, yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, I think it's it's definitely helped. I think he's uh He's a, he's a tough as nails player. He's going to be a genuine star in in the next ten years. That's a fair call. So uh, Tim Taranto, hardboard egg for mine. Bit bit of a you know, he's been a been a real positive in a season where GW has been so up and down. Mm. Uh, good win by them on the weekend too, by the way. Yeah. Just absolutely slaughtered Collingwood. <laughs> Miller, did. Miller, your tummy's rumbling. Yes, yeah, so I've got to scrambled. I've got to scramble this week, and it, we briefly touched on it before, but it's going to be the umpires from the Brisbane North oh. game. Now, they're all over the shelf. In the final two minutes, there's two ways to call a game. You either don't call anything or you call everything. And the free kick against Scott Thompson is not a free kick. I think we can all agree on that. And the umpires mm-hmm. themselves came out and did that. But the one after, even though the game was over, this one particularly frustrated me. The Hugh McClough is just running and he tripped over a teammate. And Jasper Pittard also tripped over but landed in his back. Now, the rule is that is a free kick. Mm-hmm. But... He's not. He hasn't pushed him in the back. He's landed on his back unintentionally. Yeah, look, I've seen a few of them paid this weekend. Yeah. There was a few of them that were paid in the Dogs game. And the ruck infringement rule, boys, we've talked about it before. It just doesn't work. Nah, they, 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 need, they need a bit more... Uh, the ruck rules are very sloppily. The forwards managed. are getting... the forward <laughs> When there's a forward stoppage, the forward relief ruckman is getting away with a lot because mm. they're just jumping in with the experienced ruckman playing normally. We saw that happen... Um, Bulldogs, Melbourne. Yeah. When was who was it? Gorn, was it? Gorn, Gorn, in Gorn and Dunkley. And Dunkley just kind of threw himself at Gorn and got a free because Gorn didn't really know what to do. That's Ruckcraft, big boy. <laughs> big boy. I think it's just 
it's it's a for one it's a contact sport we know and the ruckman battle is always going to be physical mm. it's always going to be a one-on-one men wrestling that's how it is so men having a wrestle we're changing the game as much as we can till it's volleyball where we have to knock it up without touching anyone or anything so the umps this week you scrambled a shit <laughs> Get out right, of that good call yeah I rate that. They've been, they've been shit all year, but no, I will say this: not their, not it's not entirely their fault. They're, no, that's the interpretation of the rules and all that stuff. But like, they're they're giving like a new set of rules every year by the idiots up in the AFL house, yeah. Gill, Steve Hocking, and all those other peanuts. So, <laughs> all right. So I think it, it, the sooner they fuck off, the, <laughs> so, the sooner the sooner the umpires become a much better entity in in the AFL. Right, okay. That, 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 you know, that's, just my, that's just my opinion. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Now, we're going to do who's the man. Who's the man? We're going to start with Doc. Who was the most important player or person in this round for you? Um, Well, a couple spring to mind. I don't really want to bring up Jack. We want one, mate. We want I one. <laughs> I don't want to bring up Jack Loney because he uh, absolutely monstered us on, on Sunday. But Jake, I thought Jake Lloyd had a very good game against... Uh, Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd. He had a very good game on Saturday night against uh, Fremantle. Uh, 42 disposals, 21 kicks, 21 handballs, 8 marks, 8 rebound 50s. How do you do that? As a, as a half-backer in a game where, I'm going to admit, it was very shit, very boring. Yep. Uh, in a game, like he, he, was, he was the one that absolutely stood out like, uh, like dog's bollocks. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Righto. But um, lovely. He, oh, he, Jake, Jake Lloyd's not, not hasn't been in Australia yet, has he? Yeah, I think he has Was once. He not, yeah, last year or two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, I think. He's having himself a career best year. Thirty-one point six disposals a Do you game. Think he's he's on the halfback line. Yeah. So, Seven point one rebound, fifty six point seven marks a game. Mm. He is on the halfback. If he is not, if he's not in the halfback one this year, I'll seriously march up to the AFL and spew off and <laughs> and give them a piece of my mind because. <laughs> He he's been he's been such a great player for so long now, Jake. Well, he's in his sixth season. Mm. I just want to I just want to see him be rewarded for such a good for such a good year. He's a good player, no doubt about that. He's definitely he, he's he's my man this week. Thanks, Doc. Cat, who's the man? Well, I can't go past a lovely bummer. Aww. The man he stole my heart on Friday night, and Zach Merritt. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> All right, you can you can groan and moan all you want, but the man was absolutely influential when Why the game you, was in the balance. Why do you marry him, <laughs> mate? I might. <laughs> Two goals, three, thirty-one disposals. He, he's a he's a machine, Zach. Um, every time he touched the ball, it was magical. Like I said, four clearances, five inside fifties, two rebound fifties, six hundred ninety-one meters gained, and eight score involvements. <sighs> I've, I've just got to say, Jake Lloyd has not been an All Australian. Oh, he was in their All Australian okay. squad last year. Right. One that one Sydney's best and fairest, but no All Australian yet. Um, Better win one this year. I don't know. Every time um, Zach touched the ball, it just it something happened. Some sort of score or forward movement happened. He just knew what to do with it. Very every opportunity. I, I, de- I definitely agree with that. He was um, probably Essendon's best player. After last week, we've given him a spiel and he can't finish a chance. And he had a very important game. <laughs> Some extremely great uh, scoops off the ground. One-handed little deft touches to get the ball to yep. himself. Continuing the old uh, A3 ad- adage that um, if you give him, give him a rap, they'll let you down. And if you give him, <laughs> if you give him a spray, they'll, uh, t- they'll show you up. It'll pump him back up. So uh, good on inspirational coaches. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's my man. That's a good one. Now I've got one that we've already mentioned as well, Jared Lyons, boys. But Lyons, mm-hmm. just what he was able to do for the team. We touched on his numbers briefly: thirty disposals, twenty-three of those contested. He had 
13 clearances, four inside 50s, three rebound 50s, and 480 metres gained. Very important to their midfield integrity. And with Lockie mm. Neal being so good, it's going to bring a lot more attention to him. So Jared's done a really good job. and He's just been a big thriving force for Brisbane, not just this week, but the last two to three. So good on him, and he's, he's my man of the week. It's great for the and Lions. And two snags as well. Sorry. Two snags. It's great for the Lions that like, if Neil gets tagged, Lions and Robinson can have even more of an impact. It's just about sharing the load, and that, that's, yeah. What, yeah. That's, what, that's what it's all about. Uh, I, I think, yeah, Lockie Neal had such a great start this year, but I think he's uh, kind of rallied it back a mm. little bit. Still a lock for all Australian now. No, he'll get it. There's been a lot of rumours and news floating around this week regarding trades and player movement. As we get closer to the end of the year, the kind of contract talks start happening. Um, some of the big ones. Brad one, of your, one of your lovers, I was going to go first. Oh, yeah, Eddie Langdon. Yes. A few of the Dockers boys are looking to head on out. But yes, Ed Langdon looking to come back to Victoria. I am frothing at the mouth, hoping that we talk to him. What but... would you offer him, Kat, as a bomber... Financially, I'm not um, sure where you guys are sitting at. Like I said, 500 to 600. Yeah, you, have, yeah, you haven't got your first round pick. No, all. we don't. Which is, he's not a free agent at all, not restricted no. or anything, just wants a trade. Um, 500 to 600 in terms of salary, but pick wise, I think we'd have to do a bit of trading. There might be a few guys that are looking on the outer for us. Fantasia might find his way out. Um, <laughs> don't know about many others. I would have said Parrish, but he's been playing his. Nuts off. He knows he's the past couple play. months, so maybe ba- not. Bad time too. I've always liked Arthur Parrish as a player. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would want Langdon, but as the rumours have been going, Melbourne are kind of the club that have been most interested in him and he kind Good of wants fit. to go there. Yeah, I think so. They don't have a whole lot of classy wingers at the moment, the D, so I think you'd do well on the outside there. With Peter Garrett. <laughs> don't, think Peter Peter, Garrett. don't think Peter Garrett has much time left. <laughs> he's a bit of a halfback man. Yeah, he's uh, on his way to the Australian <laughs> Parliament. Could see him coming to the pies as well if Tom really entices him, but financially it would be tough. Mm. Yeah, I think their, their cap's pretty uh, tight at the moment. Very tight. Yeah, I don't know if he has a room in that midfield as well. That's the mm. thing. Maybe a backman. The Langman boys down back. Oh, Ed did start off his career as a backman. Running off half back, maybe. He's a real. Uh, he's just an everywhere player, Ed, Ed Boy. He is. He's very versatile. <laughs> that Ed Boy. <laughs> you mentioned Brad Cat. Yes, mate. Bradley. Where does he end up? Apparently the Saints are in talks. Very weird to me. I can't see him in a Saints jumper. I can. 100%. Doc? Doc. Oh, I, th- I think it's about as good as gone now. He'll, he'll, uh, mm. Brad- Brad- Bradley's gone. Where do you see him? Oh. Victoria Bound, obviously. Victoria Bound. Victoria wants to go. St Kilda's got the money. They'll offer him big mu- They'll offer him uh, Bitcoin. He's yes. been worth it this year. He's had a- Abs- Absolutely. I yeah. reckon he, he will be in the Australian 40, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he will. It'll be tough to will. get a spot, but he'll be in the 40. He will be. Um, mm. Gotta say, I'm not confident. Not, not, <laughs> not sure what Hawthorne's got to offer him to come back. That's the thing. They probably financially are have got some space. Yeah, if they've done uh, a few I, players this year, I can see. If the Hawks do a bit of an exodus, which they might, Poppolo, well, Ruffhead, really, really Isaac know. Smith, Burgoyne, you never know. A few people might I couldn't make. see Poppy on a whole lot of salary. Yeah, if, if, if Hawthorne are going to keep Poppy, they're going to um, put him on minimal on yeah. a minimal wage. But if uh, they want, if they want, Colin Barra style. <laughs> Little working class. They haven't boy. been paying him. <laughs> I honestly think Brad Hill and Tom Scully is a very juicy sounding wing. Can't see them coming. Can't see a family reunion happening though with Hawthorne. Mm. Nah, I don't. Uh, Stephen Hill's too banged up. 
He won. He'll 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 join Harley Bentley. No, no, no. I mean, he'll join Harley Bentley in the scrap. Just still coming back. No, I just mean Brad coming back to Hawthorne. Yes. Not both of them. Two for one. If you buy my brother, you have to get me as well. Yeah, you get the old two for one. Family club, aren't they, Hawthorne? Yes, they. Jeff Kennett. He's a he's a family man. Yes. So so we here. Well, that's an interesting couple of rooms. Obviously, we're going to get more into the trade stuff in the offseason. Later in the season. year we go, yes. But while we're talking about trades, what, what about coaching? That's almost like the trading stuff. The coach of fortune you've proposed, mate. Well... Spin the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a machine gun fire. Mowing down Ross Lyon, who... Um, a lot of criticism this week, boys. Well, not really criticism, a lot of chatter. From um, The media loves riling him up a little they bit. They do. They do love it. Um... Obviously, uh, if you boys may or may not have heard, he has not been offered a contract after 2021 when his deal expires. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because Roscoe did get the big five-year extension when they finished second bottom two, yes. three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. So, a lot of faith was its deal then, but obviously haven't seen the result, which I'm not shocked. Um, <laughs> if Brett Ratton doesn't get the job, who does Ross Lyon come back to St Kilda? No, I don't think, I don't think St Kilda want him, to be honest. I think the Saints would go for Ratton over Lyon. I, I think just just looking at St Kilda's first game under Brett Ratton on, on Sunday, they just look like they they just look like a rejuvenated team. Did they, you boys see the video of Langland's um, big big Dalton having the shot for <laughs> yes, goal? Yes, I did, and he you, missed it. <laughs> you, you you couldn't you couldn't have missed it if you were at the game. They played it every thirty seconds. <laughs> the boys love rats. Hit the post. It boys, seems to me boys like boys love, yeah, they look like boys love Dalton too. They do. I think um, I've heard a lot of chatter um, behind the scenes is that when Richard was under the pump, Brett was doing a lot to sort of help out. So yeah. I think he knew that he was going to get the job as well. So I think he's pretty entrenched in that club. I think I think St Kilda, Kilda knew already before they signed up Ratton that Richardson wasn't going to last out this yeah, year. Yeah, I think they he, he, he was about as good as gone. They would have been prepared, definitely. Um, Does Brad Scott go anywhere? No. No. Does Mickey Malthouse go anywhere? I'd love it. I would really love it. If he can, I think, I, I think I'd piss myself laughing. If, if, he, he, if he can, if he can destroy Carlton again, that'd be fantastic. Um, if Malthouse is still, too. if he joined the club, any club right now, he'd be, uh, he'd bring that club to the top four. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, I would. think he's past the modern game. No. He's past it. He's no. not. He is. He is not. His style is still very... He started coaching in the 90s, mate. He's past it. He's, a he's do- changed. He's a dinosaur. Forced my hope to walk out. What he was doing at Carlton <laughs> was the exact same thing that he was doing with Collingwood. And the boundary line game plan does work. It would work in this day and age. I don't think Mick Maltese is the kind of... I think the kind of coach you want now is one that has a really strong relationship with his players. And as we saw at Carlton, Mick forced a lot of people out. But Mick also got the best out of every single player at Collingwood. Yeah, look, it's he different, made, different time. You've got to admit that that I, everyone in that Premiership team, different time, I from think. Lee Brown to, um, you know, Tyson Goldsack to Toobie. Alan Tuvey, everyone <laughs> that he knew their limitations, but he knew he could push them a little bit more. And I don't think he's enough of a personal relationship but coach. For what he work. did though, he instilled, he almost instilled fear that drove you to go harder. I reckon, oh, and that would still work. Depend. Depend. I don't think. I don't think it would work. Depends on. The, uh, depends on the team. I think the, today, not the Saints. If he walked up to the, the goal Saints first. are a team that's already been so rocked by shit yeah. out of their control that I don't think they need a hard ass. But if coach Mick walked up in. to the Gold Coast and gave and he said, "I'm going to sit here for three years," that club would be in a very different situation. But I don't think he's they, they've already coach. done. They've already done that though. With an experienced coach from Rodney Ayer, and he didn't mm. even last three seasons. Rocker doesn't count. Rocker's different caliber from Mick. Very I think. different. But I still don't think. And Rocket didn't have a game plan up at Gold Coast. 
Yeah. Who's to say, who's to say Mick Malthouse would have one? I think he would. He, he, he at home would have a binder. He, he had a game plan for every team just in case he got a job anywhere. He genuinely had no game plan at Carlton. It was literally just burn them into yeah, the no ground. cattle at Carlton. Yeah, well, mm. he, what he, Carlton he forced did, everybody out. No, what Carlton did is they made the finals. Then they said, right, we're good enough to keep contending. Then they hired an all-star coach and Mick came out and said that your list is not good enough. And that's when they were left. But what happened to him getting the best out of his list then? Well, if you're a great coach, he surely did. you can do whatever you want. He got the best out of those players. That no, he were didn't. Available. Not a Carlton. With the cattle that was there, he pushed everyone pretty well. He absolutely ruled. He absolutely rorted Carlton's list. I don't want him coaching anywhere. Well, if you, I can't think of any of the players that didn't play well under him. I read, read, read an article this morning. You've got to remember, you're within your limitations. Blaine Bowker's limitation was the size of this space bar. <laughs> it's not large. So the fact that he can get something out of everyone, regardless if it's a lot or enough, I think what he did at Carlton was pretty good. I, I read an article today on the, Herald, on the Herald Sun about Mitch Robinson's relationship with Mick Mulhouse, and it got to the point where he didn't even want to turn up to work, Mitch Robinson. Well, that's because, not a good coach. Mick was a nut. Um, both nutters, though. Yeah, Mitch. Okay, in in fairness to Mick though, Mitch Robinson was a bit of a loose cannon at Carlton. Robinson, it's a, as a coach, you've got That's to be right. able to work with those players that have big personalities and maybe are a bit more out there than some of the other players. Yeah, but at the same time, he but, was he was doing that. But he's a hard. But he's a hard but he wasn't. And, but he's a Not hard. Mitch, because he knew he was going to get out the door because he, like Doc said, he was a bit of a loose loose nut. But he was a hard nut though, and he was a very tough player at that. And tough players. Mm. And, and for tough players to break down like that... But you've got to admit, you could never see Mitch, um, Mitch Robinson succeeding in a Carlton team. Yeah. No. under Ratton, he would have. No. No, he was all right under Ratton. Mm-hmm. He's all right. He wasn't what he is now. Brilliant. No, no. I think, I think him being delisted was the best thing that ever happened to him. Mm. Agreed. All right. <laughs> all right, we could go on about this Let's forever. do some quickies. We'll do one, one quickie each for each of us. <laughs> all right. Who wants to start? Um... I don't know if I have one. I've here, got though. one. All right. I've go got on. one for Doc. Go on. Okay. Does okay. Sean Burgoyne end up at the Gold Coast next year? Uh, no. Okay. No. I, I, I just, it's quickies? It's quickies. It's quickies. Can I just follow up with this? No, you can't. <laughs> All right, it's quickies. It's quickies. All right, fine then. That's the whole segment. All right, well, I've got one for you, boys. I've got one for you, boys, because we were talking about it. Does the Crows make the finals? No. Who's the one? Port. I said they make me out. All right, well, follow <laughs> up. Follow up. Who jumps them? Maybe Port. That's it. Nah, Port are too inconsistent. Hawthorne, out of the only te- out of the only teams in the top well, in the bottom Port ten, Hawthorne, then. out of the only teams in the bottom ten, I can only see Hawthorne getting there. Port are too inconsistent. Freo yeah. are playing like dog shit, and the dogs can't beat bottom teams. All right. That that, that that's it. Doc, you got any quickies? Um, I've got one. Uh, were the Bulldogs wrong to offer? To give Luke Beveridge a three-year contract no. extension early. No. no, not at all. No, 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 no. Great no. call. I got one for you, Cap. Yes, mate. The last one. Yes, mate. It's, it's gotten two. <laughs> I want two. You let, I said you're allowed one for you. each of us. He's looking okay, at you, have to ask, you both. Are, you both are asking to the collective group. <laughs> They're individual quickies. He's looking a bit green with envy over there. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> has Ollie Wine as a captain failed already? Yes. Yes, Tom Jones is better. Uh, uh, or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of want to try and make an excuse for him, but yeah, he, he's, he's failed this year. Okay, let's whip through the tips for us. Let's give our tips. Friday night, huge game. Top eight clash, potentially a top four clash. The Tigers and the Pies at the MCG. 80,000 easily. It's going to be a ridiculous atmosphere. Who's going to that game? 
I should be there. I'll be there with the... With All the, things willing, I should be there. With the fair lady. In, uh, fair lady. The fair lady. The Miss Lady. <laughs> In the average from members, we'll be cheering on like a couple of crazy lunatics. I was going to go to the members, but I thought, no, I should go on the market. If, if I'm out of work early enough, I might just juggle on to the members. I'm going to go to the Tigers, and I'm going to go by 43 points. 43? Big margin. Very excited. I'm going to go to the Tigers as well. I think the Pies have cooked it a bit. Yeah, I think the Tigers by about five goals. All right. Man, I Four goals. Okay. Hawthorne, Brisbane, boys. At you, like you said, down in Taswegian land. This is a very interesting one. Hey? This is a very, very interesting one. Brisbane. I'm still going to put my faith in the Lions. Brisbane, if they win this, they're a lock for top four. I think they're already a lock for top four. Uh, Brisbane. All right, we're all going the Lions. Hawthorne are just... This is going to be an interesting one. The Blues mm. and the Crows. I think the Blues have got a lot to prove this week, and the Crows still, still can't find good form. I'm actually going to tip the Blues. Oh. I'm going to tip them. <laughs> what are your tipped them last week, tipping them this week. Yeah, my gut says Carlton, but I think Adelaide are just going to tip them. He's going Adelaide. No, actually, fuck, I'm going Carlton. Oh, well, he's going Carlton too. I'm going Carlton. I think Teggy knows about Adelaide a bit. so Teggy knows. Teggy knows. Chris Judd, what about him? <laughs> Not fan, are you he was, I, I loved him as a player, but as a... Uh, <laughs> as a, uh, he's just always been a strange. He, he's just always been a strange bloke. As as Who's a, your uh, tip, your tip? No, I'm talking about Jody. No, I'm right, talking about Jody. As, as a, what, what, a board member at Carlton, he's fucking hopeless. <laughs> well, he used to do the old chicken wings, as we know, boys, and the eye gouge. So. Chicken wing, chicken wing. Uh, the pressure points. Pressure point. I'm gonna go Adelaide. <laughs> he's just trying to get rise out of Adelaide. And I forgot to mention this before. If Brett Rand gets the job at St Kilda, Bryce Gibbs is 100% locked to rejoin. Oh, all right, he said it. He said it. Yeah. Gives uh, you to the Saints. Yes. I'll, I'll, speaking of St Kilda, I think Todd Goldstein will get there next year. Oh. No. He will. Big no. barge is too important. Barge, you boy. Are we boring you, mate? Sorry. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm going. <laughs> the barge. I oh, know. I think Todd Goldstein will resign. He's had a big year this year. Well, who wins? West Coast or not? I think the Eagles get it home easily. Yeah, West Coast. Yeah, it's at West Coast. No. So I don't have to run through that stupid inflatable eagle thing. <laughs> Eddie the eagle. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> um, this is a mouth-watering class. <laughs> going to be absolutely putrid, no doubt. The Saints and the D's on Saturday night. Got to say, I'm not coming. Who chose this time slot? I'll uh, I'll uh, be be I'll be at home with popcorn in hand for a good old-fashioned shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who wins, Dockers? Saint Saint Kilda for me. Oh fuck. <laughs> are you young cat? Uh, I think the Saints are flying a little. I'm going to go to Saints as well. The D's pushed the Eagles in up in uh, Northern Territory last week, but that Marvel as well. D's don't usually play very well at Marvel. If Jack Stephen plays, we're going to go to the Saints. Right. He was he was alright on the weekend, Jack Stephen. Yeah, good lad. Good to see him rocking the long sleeves again. Yeah, he loves them, doesn't he? Looks weird in a Sandringham jumper. I reckon. He does. Doesn't belong there. No. Um, Another. This one will actually be a good. Yeah, match, I'll go to Saints. Assuming Port show up. Port and the Giants. Adelaide Oval as well, gentlemen. Yeah, we'll be assuming Port show up. Uh, <laughs> they're at home. Surely this is the settler after the past couple of weeks of guard. They need to win this to make the ace. So I think Port, yes. Do or die. Dock. No, I have no faith in Port. GWS. GWS. I don't hate them. How many times am I going to tell this? I don't hate them. 
I'm, I'm, Does, you'd think that song he uh, put on last week like, <laughs> might sell it in a different yeah, story. Yeah, I think that's the definition of. <laughs> yeah, look, it doesn't look doesn't look great, <laughs> but I don't hate Port Adelaide. So who, you, who are you going? I'm going so Port stop as well. it! I think Port can do it. So stop it! Now this is a two th- teams have been down on form. This the is a big game as well. And the Dockers. Well, we're only down on form because we lost to a shit team last week. Yeah, that's what the definition of down on form. Down is. on form. <laughs> before that, we were good. All right. Yeah, but we're saying down on form. I don't know if you were too impressed the week before either, but. No, look, win's a win, but I'll take that one because... Yeah, well, same same thing for the Dockers. Fremantle are winning this week. Dogs are starting to bottle it. Mm. I'm going Dogs. Yeah, look, I'll go to the Dogs again. I'm not confident. Going fucking... free, eh? yeah. yeah, look, I, I, I don't blame you because... That Kravener's curse will be lifted. That Kravener's curse. Yeah, look, I don't blame you for going Fremantle because I was sort of half tempted. Who's going to play on Rory Lobb? Um, Zane Cordy. Yeah, Cord's going to have to get real sketchy. Yeah, Zane Cordy will get it. I rest my case. Sunday Arvo, Swannies and the Cats. This is a tough one. Swannies always do well against the Cats. That's right, and at the SCG, boys. And the Cats are still a little bit spotty. Just a little bit. Sydney let me down. Sydney let me down terribly last week, so I'm picking Geelong. I'm going to go Geelong. (sighs) (laughs) Nah, I'm going to go the Cats as well. And this is a big game because this will give you a bit of percentage count. In theory, it's I'm a little yeah. bit terrified. What a Stewie! It, 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 I watched it, it, the Suns play it, last week. It's, and it's, I know... a, it's a game thoroughly deserving of the four forty Sunday slot. <laughs> Could be lucky to get that slot instead of a two two fifteen on Wednesday afternoon. I'm still scared. It's sold on the four forty Sunday slot. <laughs> I'm still scared. Last after, despite having watched the Suns last week and seeing what they dished up, um, just because these are the kinds of games that we tend to. Stuff up, but yes. we'll win. We'll get home. Yeah, look, the, bo- I, the bombers. I think the bombers will be. Uh, we'll get through easy. I don't think they'll get through easy. I think it'll be a test. I don't think it'll be easy. I either. think uh, Stewie will get the knife and start start stabbing some, picking some bones out, stabbing his boys. And Corey also have a big guy, Stewie. No, <laughs> just to spite me. Twenty touches plus. Just to spite me. That's my Stewie. that's my call. Stewie, right. hey, good calls, mate. Um, happy with all those tips. That's about it, boys. That's Let's wrap it. it up. What a great episode. It's alright. Round nineteen's gonna be terrifying. <laughs> oh look, I'm 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 I'm, con- I'm conceding this season. Dogs dogs can do what they like. They Last look. week you were saying it's we're always... alive. <laughs> <laughs> how how quickly things change. Yeah, well, look, we can't beat shit teams like you some children. We're not going anywhere. You tell me all it takes is Brett Ratton to stop you. Yep. You can recognise when yes. teams like the Pies have shit wins and are gonna go downhill, but when it's his own team, oh. suddenly the glasses come off a little bit. Yep. I don't anyway. Have one thing. They can, oh, they, they can do what they like. They can lose by 100 points for like, yeah. <laughs> Now, this is very interesting, boys. Before we go, this is the top mm. eight since around 14. It's the past, what, month? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Brisbane are first. Richmond are second. Honestly, there's no percentage on this. West yes. Coast third. The Bombers in fourth. That's an interesting four. Hawthorne, like Doc said, charging up in fifth. Carlton would be in sixth. The Dogs would be seventh and North eighth. Mm. Now, when you look at that... That's a very interesting top eight right there. How many teams are in the eight right now? Essendon and uh, are? The West Lions, Richmond, West Coast, the, the, Essendon. The, yeah, the whole the, top four. Only half. Yeah, the top four are. Very interesting, though. I think. Mm. It just the rest shows of the top four a bit down on form. just shows you, though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Pies are in a bit of strife. And Cats have Giants. lost a few. Giants yeah. have lost a few. Well, Pies. Brisbane are only one game off now. The Cats, aren't they? Yeah, mm. they are. That's spicy. Imagine Pop. if they beat... Pies, Giants, Crows. All over the place. If they win and the Cats get upset, Lions to the top. Well, no, percentage, percentage. I think cats would well, have a shit ton, don't they? Nearly to the top. Oh, well. Alrighty. It's going to be a juicy week. Any any one thing someone's excited for this weekend? Um, Big win for you, Kat? 
getting I mean, on the sauce. It's against the Suns. <laughs> it's against the Suns, so I'm not. I'd just be excited to see us come out and beat a team we're supposed to. That would be when I know we're a different Essendon. Getting on the sauce when the dogs lose to Freo. <laughs> so that'll be my highlight. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. It's been another great episode of the A340 podcast. Make sure you follow us on all our socials, A340 Podcast on Facebook, at A340 Podcast on Instagram. We've got all the tipping graphics, we've got all the news, yes. we've got everything. Um, be sure to send us emails, a340 at gmail.com. Hopefully we get something soon. I would, I would love to. love to hear a little bit of feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Throw down some ratings and things on iTunes and Spotify as well, because that always helps out. It does. Bit of, bit of Simon Goodwood. <laughs> Simon Baird loves. Well, thank you for joining us. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Be sure to join us back next week. We might be happy, we might be sad, but... uh, We'll be here. We'll be here. (laughs) Peace.